risk takers, innovators, business owners, and they're a couple. Welcome to A Couple of Entrepreneurs, a series about couples who start a business together without ending their relationship. Hear their unique stories, get tips, advice, and the secret to their success. Would you work with your spouse? Hosted by Mickey and Tony, a couple of entrepreneurs. Co-founders of Branding Shorts. From ancient Egypt to Long Island, meet the couple behind the franchise that's growing like hair. Don and Carolina of Sugaring NYC Organic Waxing. Welcome to the show. Thank you guys for joining. We've heard a lot of great things about your business and want to learn more today. Um, So I think just to kick off, why don't you guys just start, just introduce yourself, who you are and and what your business is. Sure. Want to go ahead, Carolina? Sure. I'm I'm Carolina. I'm originally from Brazil. I have been in the U.S. for 24 years. Um, Came here to study, ended up staying, um, meeting my husband and never went back. Um, I was in corporate world for a good 21 out of the 24 years I've been here. And um, the business that we are in right now, it's a um, it's called Sugaring NYC. It's a franchise. Uh, we are area developers um, for this franchise. It's a, an alternative to um, hot wax. It's a organic hair removal. It's, it's the oldest way of hair removal. Uh, but it's still not very popular in the U.S. So this is the first um, franchise in the U.S. to bring this um, this kind of uh, natural uh, hair removal to the market. So why this type of business? Why this industry? What was it about this that... Yeah, so interesting. So for years, we've been searching for the right um right business to move into. I think we've always had this idea that we would shift out of corporate America at some point in time. And as we got older, or at least I am older than Carolina, right? We, um, we really wanted to focus it on something. And we really, I guess we cast net out to say, what do people spend money on even in bad times, right? It's not retail because retail we know has gone to the internet and people you know, are, are buying things off of Amazon and get shipped at home. Um, we said that people always spend money on you know, their kids, on their pets and women always spend money on their beauty. So we said, okay, this is a service industry where people will have to come, right? Um, which is great. And then, um, and then, you know, even in bad times, you know, they'll spend money on these things. When did you start working together on this business? So back in 2012, um, we talked about going into uh, opening an European wax center, which is our major competitor. Uh, it didn't work out. We were both working in the city at the time. Um, we just, you know, we were doing other things. We had a small child. It, it wasn't the right time. So when the pandemic, you know, hit in 2020, um, we started talking about it. We were both working from home at the time. And we started talking about what can we do? We had more time together because up to that point, we would see each other, you know, Don would go to the city every day, uh, leave at 5.45 in the morning, come home at 7.30. So by the time he got home, we really never had time to talk about this. So being home all the time, we started talking about it. And um, the big, I guess, decision we really made when my job went uh, uh, fully remote, even after everybody started going back, 
they told me I would be a fully remote worker and I did not want to do that. And that's when we're like, okay, this is the right time. Let's let's just do this. Right. And I think that to add on to that, I think that we looked at European Wax again. Yes. Uh, but they were not really releasing any licenses on Long Island, which is where we live. And we said, okay, you know, we I think we buy into the fact that uh, the franchise model works best for us. Because again, we're both in the corporate world and we're rule followers and there's a model there in place that we can just take and manage it, you know, and make it our own, but really manage to the guidelines that they provide us, which is a nice like segue into owning your own business. Um, but ultimately we realized that um, European Wax was not releasing licenses on Long Island. And we said, let's look at other franchises. And we looked around the other industries and things like that. And then we really just honed in on the fact that, you know, they don't have any natural competitors. They have these small mom and pop shops, but they don't have a, a real competitor out there, especially in our region. So we started looking for competitors and Carolina really honed in on the sugaring because it's just, I mean, it's made out of sugar. It's 100% natural. There's, it's made of sugar, water um, and lemon. Um, and uh, I, I really liked the idea. I went to the city. I tried, uh, you know, the, the, the product in one of their salons before we even signed on. And I really loved it. I, I, I liked it. And that's how we said, let's, yeah. let's move, move, move forward. Yeah. With so we looked for we looked for some franchises that offered, you know, sugaring. And we found Sugaring NYC. And we loved the model. We loved the franchisor. They were just super helpful. And they, they were great and welcoming. Um, and we decided not only to just by one territory on Long Island. We actually are area developers. We wind up purchasing eight different territories. Oh, wow, that's so great. As across all of Long Island. And and does it play into, Caroline, I think you said you're from Brazil? Yes. So does, I know nothing about waxing. <laughs> so like <laughs> anything about this process. Like, um, so, so thank you guys for educating us today in the audience, but um, does being from Brazil, does that play into it at all? Because you always hear about Brazilian waxing, yeah. you know, et cetera. Like, yeah, so to be honest, I don't understand why the name is Brazilian uh, Waxing. It's, it's one of the services we offer. It's called Brazilian. It's the most popular one. Um, but waxing really did not come originally from Brazil. It's from Egypt. Um, and sugary is originally from Egypt as well. Uh, but yes, I mean, being from Brazil, I myself being have been waxing since I was 14 years old and everybody does that uh, in Brazil. Um, laser is not very popular there, also because of the cost, it's very expensive. Um, but yes, I, I, um, I, I believe being from Brazil it was one of the reasons that uh, you know, I liked, I knew, I, I knew a little, um, like Don said, mom and pop shops here, they were doing hard wax and I'm like let's do this other natural you know uh, alternative. alternative and I because people are very focused nowadays in natural natural and organic right and, uh, and it's so much more gentle on the skin and with hot wax um, they can only go over especially for facial services two times with sugar paste we can keep going over until every hair is removed because it does it doesn't adhere to the skin so we did a lot of uh, research into it, and I, I love the idea of sugaring instead of waxing. That's great. So, so when did you start uh, working on or working together on this franchise, Sugaring NYC? When did that start? So again, we, we, we started, I think it was maybe 2020. We really mm -hmm. kind of dug in and said, this is what we're going to do. And we started researching it. We found the franchise. And then it was it was pretty quick from there, right? Yes. I mean, it was uh, we you know we went through the FDD, we went through the time the agreement, um, and then we started looking for territories. 
And it just kind of naturally, kind of, it was a natural flow for us to, to shift into it. And, you know, it was fast and furious, to be honest with you. It was a new industry for us. Um, it's exciting because we were learning brand new things that we haven't learned or dealt with in years um, or maybe ever at times, like construction, <laughs> right? Finding a territory, find, you know, look, looking for like-minded um, tenants to, to, you know, to, that share a strip mall that would bring in the same type of clientele. So there's a lot to learn. It was just you know, it was just a lot coming at once, but it was well worth it because we knew the end goal. It did take a little while. I think we signed up with the franchise um, in December 2021. Correct. Um, from when we started our research until we found them. And then, like Don said, it's a lot of, uh, you know, we, uh, finding an attorney, finding a real estate uh, broker, looking for locations and all of that. So we wanted to make sure that um, we had a whole team of uh, people who knew what they were doing. Um, and uh, and then when we finally found our, our first location and signed with them, it was 2021. Right? Correct. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You kind of always feel like other people know more than you do. Um, but I mean, that's not always the case. But, you know, but you always seem to feel that way. Yeah, we have, I have a lot of respect for you guys in the franchise world. In my previous life, I worked for American Express and I managed the quick service restaurant industry for American Express. So my clients were McDonald's, all the you know, Dunkin, Starbucks. You know, on and on, all, all the uh, subway, all the major franchises, and I, and I saw it, it's not that easy to be successful. You know, so you saw some were very successful and some not not so successful. So, I guess it, you do need to figure out that formula. It is a franchise, but there's that formula, right, to make it work, and I mean, also to make it yours, to right, it yours. to your own personal touch on it. So, so what were the biggest challenges, not only in starting this business? this franchise business, but working together as well as a couple starting a business together. In regards to us working together, uh, I think, well- The the time difference. (laughs) Yeah, so I I think you bring your your personality clearly into your business world. And I am the morning guy, so I'm up early, I'm I'm exercising first thing in the morning, and I'm going through spreadsheets and I'm working on things, and Caroline is still sleeping, and then when she gets up, I like, jump on her like, oh, by the way, we have to do all these things, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I haven't had my coffee yet, okay? Um, and and it's the opposite at the end of the day, where she's like about 10.30 at night, she's like, hey, let's look at that spreadsheet. And I'm like, what? Like, um, yeah. I, 10.30, I'm like, I've been up, you know, since 5 a.m. So I think that was probably one of the biggest challenges. Um, and yeah. how about yourself? Maybe, maybe a little bit of language barrier? Yeah, well, us? yes, I, you know, English, English is my second language, obviously, and, um, and it, this is all so new to us. So sometimes I'm thinking things in my head that make sense to me. Uh, and I will say to him and he'll be like, uh, I, I don't know what you just said. And that really frustrates me. I think like Don said, there was a lot of challenges with the process, um, the business process more than the the, the, the personal yeah, uh, relationship. relationship. Yeah, yes. the relationship is solid. So we didn't really, like we, we've listened to some of the other podcasts and some of the other people that have been on. and. They definitely had challenges in regards to um, their roles and responsibilities. I think for us, it just happened organically. Yes. Like, we know each other's strengths and weaknesses. And, you know, for example, Carolina is very particular, right? She was a financial crimes auditor and in compliance. So she's very particular about certain things. Um, and I am as well, but to a certain level. And once you get past, past my comfort point, I'm always like, oh, I think I can live with it. And she's like, nope. She's like, we just spent $250,000 on construction. I want it to be exactly this way. And she'll go to the construction guys and be like, no, you got to fix this. You got to do these things. 
So that, that, that's where we're a little bit different, um, but I respect and admire that because I don't, I, I'm not the negotiator in this, right, in this relationship. Right? So Carolina is just good at doing that. She'll like, sometimes no shame. Like she'll sit and negotiate on certain things and keep going. And I would have stopped miles ago, but it's just, you know, our strengths and weaknesses. Yes, I think it's a Brazilian thing. You're like, you know, it's normal to negotiate prices. You know, you just do it. It's a cultural thing. And for Don, it's like he's embarrassed. <laughs> and I yeah. always try to negotiate the prices for, you know, everything that we're doing. There, we're spending so much money that oh. everything counts. And it saves us. It saves us a ton of money in the long run. It's just that again, it goes past my comfort level sometimes. But that, but that's great that you guys bring different. Thing, different assets or different yep. skill sets, right? Yep. To, to, and what makes you, makes it work, right? So, but it's funny when you were talking about like sometimes you say things to Don and he goes, "I don't know what you're talking about." We both grew I, up here, and she says that to me all the time. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I don't, what are you talking about? And I'm like, "All right, <laughs> let's move on." Let's yeah, <laughs> but it's funny because he's the morning guy, I'm the night guy. Yes. At night, I'm like, I'm awake, I'm ready to yeah. work, and he's like, I'm ready to sleep. Yeah, right. Can we not talk about this anymore, please? I, I was, I tried to bring this up at six in the morning. It's I'm ten at night. Cut. Nope, I need coffee. But I was going to ask you guys, um, you know, knowing the franchise world a little bit from my previous world, and you guys went in, you didn't, it's not like you just went in and said, I'm going to go start one location and open a franchise. You're, you said you guys are area developers. So talk about a little about what's the difference between, okay, I'm just going to open one franchise versus what you guys are doing. Got it. Got it. So, like this, so ultimately, like you, when you go in and work with the franchisor, you have the option of um, establishing or locating a certain territory, which you can you know, look within the, those, those parameters for a location. What we said was that we, we love that, but we think that this model, um, you know, Sugar NYC, would do really quite well across all of Long Island. And we, we really just said, let's look, at, let's look at different areas and figure out which areas would be um, most successful. And as we started to go through it, we realized it's really most of Long Island itself. So that's what we said with the franchisor. We just don't want to purchase one um, location. We want to purchase a number of different territories. And then we work with them to negotiate and figure out exactly how we could plan that. Yeah, so pretty much we wanted to, um, we looked around Long Island. Long Island is, it, it, I mean, you, you know, it, there's, there's a lot of money here. Women take care of themselves. So we look at all of these different areas and, and we strategically selected our eight territories in a way that nobody else can come into Long Island. There were already two other franchisees um, in Nassau County, uh, closer to the city. They were established already, but pretty much right now, anybody coming into Long Island, um, they would either they would have to try to buy territory from us if we wanted to sell uh, to them. Um, but our idea is really to open all eight stores here. Yeah, so we, we really we really believed in the model. We pretty much took a car, our car one day, a uh, few oh, days, yeah. and we drove around Long Island, and we found um, strip malls that had um, um, co-tenants that were like-minded. So what we're looking for, it was uh, Pilates studios or gyms or nail nail salons, uh, hair salons, places that were attracting women. And we're like, okay, you know, this is going to be a, a good area for us to be. Maybe not necessarily this strip mall, but so we would pinpoint that location as one of our territories. And then within six mile, um, um, six mile, right? Yeah. No, three mile? Three, three mile. Three mile radius, um, 
you know, we would go and look, okay, what's the another town? So we went to Garden City because it's a very nice area. Then we, we went a little bit down to East Meadow where we're opening at our other location now. So we really just went around driving, looking for locations. And then we contact our real estate broker and said, look, we saw all of these strip malls. Can you see what's available? It's, are there any um, locations um uh, available at these strip malls and he found us a few we ended up finding our first store we ended mm-hmm. up finding we we drove by one day we saw the location and we loved it contact the real estate real estate agent and it's a pretty interesting story because um this guy owned this uh strip mall for i don't know 40 something years and um uh gnc had already put a uh, letter of intent on that location so and then we went in and we were inter- interested on the same location. And the the the, uh, the landlord was very hands on. He's uh, it, it was his family's uh, 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 mall, and uh, he was like, "I don't know you guys. I wanna, you know, why would I would, why would I lease it to you?" So he asked to have a Zoom call with us, and um, we literally had to convince him to lease to us. And we told him, we said, "Well, GNC, you know." Anybody can buy vitamins online. They don't need to go to a store. The services that we are offering, people need to come to us. So chances are we're going to be in business much longer than, than they are. And and he wanted to know everything about the business. And we explained it to him. And he ended up uh, turning them away and leasing it to us, the location, which was uh, we were pretty happy about that. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because the other thing I'm thinking about, too, is as you look at what's going on in the world today in the U.S., there's a lot of layoffs, right? People are looking to switch careers or get new careers, et cetera. So, so what would you tell them about franchising? If there's someone, you know, they, like, I need to change a career, I lo- you know, I'm trying to do something else now. Um, what would you guys take beyond now in the being in the franchise world for the first time? So, okay, a couple of things. For, for me, it depends on, on um, their creativity and personality. Like for us, franchising, at least as an initial start into owning our own business was the right way to go due to the model being already perfected. Um, you know, I don't know if we were we would have been ready to uh, open up our own business without the model because we're, we're not in marketing, right? We're not, like we don't know all the aspects of how to create a business and keep it thriving. Um, not yet anyway. So that's why franchising was good for us. But there are definitely people out there who, you know, are much more creative and maybe more uh, business minded that could actually, you know, go ahead and open up their own business and create their own franchise if they if they chose to. I think what we get to add value to that is like how we uh, how we manage and model our team, right? So if we spend the time hiring the right employees, right, who can project the right like attitude towards our customers, that's where we get to add the value, right? And um, and that's where that's where we personalize it, as opposed to just having this, you know, a strict vanilla type of franchise. Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask you guys. Mm. Are there keys to success for making it work, right? So like, you've got the right location. First of all, you guys talked about a great strategy to do that. But then you, then it's the, it's the, sounds like it's the people. It's like, it's, I mean, the people you bring in to run the individual franchisees, is, is that Yeah, correct? absolutely. And that's really that's that uh, Carolina. It's like I'm, I'm more the the the, um, the strategic guy. Carolina's the tactical girl, right? So she she runs the day to day. She interviews and hires all the employees, and you know you, you need to pick people with the right skill set, but the right personality. And um, one thing I would say, just you know, from being in the corporate world, right, is that that you know we love our clients are important, but they're like tourists. They fly in and out, but our employees they live there all year round. So you have to be like just. Like you have to be patient and gentle and kind with them 
because you know they will project that smile in the voice and they'll be happy to be there and clients will just feel it. I'm sorry, Caroline. No, no, but you're you're right. I um I was I was told when I first started uh, this process, oh, you, you know, nobody wants to work. You know, uh, everybody's getting money from the government. You're not going to find employees. I went and I I, um, I I put it on Indeed. I didn't even pay. I did the free ad on Indeed for um, openings when we were um, about to open our first location. I had so many girls apply for the job. So many girls. I was a Panera Bread sitting for two days for like four hours each day, just interviewing girls after girls. And we were going to hire five, five, five girls to start. And um, I had so many candidates that after, you know, they introduced themselves. So be, it was just not the right attitude for me. And uh, for me, like we can teach sugaring. You cannot teach people ethics or attitude. And um and, and that's the thing. We provide very good uh, uh, corporate training for all of the girls. And we've been so lucky with our team in our first location. Um, we've had the same girls um, since we opened. One girl actually just left uh, to, she's moving out of state or, or whatever it is that she decided to leave. But um, we've been so lucky and, and, and it just proven to be um, important because I hear a lot of people in the same franchise saying they have a huge turnover. We don't. We have over 250 reviews and we've been open since November and our reviews are amazing and it's all because of the employees. So when we were um, thinking about, you know, how are we going to pay them and everything we're doing, we're being extra generous because unfortunately in this industry, you know, some people a dollar more an hour will make a difference for them. Mm-hmm. So on top of paying the, the, them, you know, what's required, we we pay them incentives. We pay every time they get a, a positive review on Yelp, we, we pay them. Uh, they get uh, commissions on all the services. So we, we really put a nice package. We pay them vacation, which a lot of girls in this industry don't get paid vacation. So we put in a nice package so we would be able to retain our employees because it's a very intimate um, service and customers don't want to come and have a different person all the time. Right. You know, right. I don't want to come with the same uh, sugarista. Yep. They right. come. So, and, and thank God it's working for us. <laughs> Sounds like, uh, you know, people matter. Attitude is everything. Right. And I really love the analogy of, of clients are tourists and, and your employees are uh, the people who live there. The residents, so to speak. Yeah, that's that's a great analogy. Um, so how um, you guys have children and you are together and you're working together. How do you separate business from personal? How do you balance the business personal life? Uh, we, we don't. We just don't. Um, we really, quite honestly, like it, it just it, it impedes each, each of the each of our, I don't know, our days consistently. We ultimately uh, will be, be doing something personally in the phone will ring, like it, it is right now, ironically. Yes. Um, <laughs> and we'll just stop what we're doing and, and we have to focus on the business, right? It'll be just for a moment or so, we'll, we'll, we'll deal with the situation that's occurring and our family completely understands. Like, like we, we actually, we're happy for them to see that. Like we like them to see the, you know, and we like to lead by example and show them the right work ethic. And we like them to see that, you know, hey, their mom's super successful and she's engaged and she's involved in that. And that's the right role model. Three daughters, right? So we want to make sure that, the, that the, the, all the girls know exactly, right, that they can be stronger and, and empowered. 
That's great. I love that. Do you have like a guiding principle for your life and your business? Like it, it, it kind of like a North Star that keeps you on track? Uh, yeah, I would say we do. Um, um, I would say the, mo the most important thing, right, is that for us, right, that we just trust and have good intentions for each other, right? Well, we share the same agenda. So, we're, we, you know, Carolina's not, you know, trying to, you know, pull a fast one on me at any time. Like we're always in step that way and that's the most important thing. So even if you don't agree on things, we still recognize that there's the, the right outcome is what we're trying to gain. It's not a personal gain, it's a it's a gain for both of us. Um, and I think that the second thing really is again, like I just said earlier, like we try to lead by example. It's yes. important for our employees to see that and it's important for our kids to see that on how we interact and how we behave all day. That's great, I love that. Lead by example, I love that. And I love, I love also, it sounds like that lead by example also spills over to your business and your employees and you know it sounds like it's like it's the same motto kind of right that's a, that's exactly it i think i think mm -hmm. what's important is that we you know we think that like the the time and effort that you put in determines your success right and of course some luck in there as well mm -hmm. um the systems and habits that you build right they allow you to focus on you know the you know getting the i guess the process instead of the result that's right. That's great. Right. That's great. I mean, you guys have covered so much, like so succinctly. I'm not sure. Yeah. I would only ask if you that? were to give some advice to any aspiring uh, couples who want to be entrepreneurs or work together, what would your advice be? Hmm. I'll jump. I'll go yeah. unless you want to so, go first. No, you always say something interesting that I love. You say that. Courage is an action, not a feeling. Right. <laughs> so don't be afraid to, you know, to, to get outside of your comfort zone and uh, right. and, and, and and take a chance and and, and right. Yeah, you lead, you need to lead into discomfort at times. Yes. Right. Um, and you do that together, right? And as long as you rely on each other and recognize that you have strengths and weaknesses, and you and you you trust. Like I do, I trust Carolina that she's running the day to day. She'll come to me with some questions and, and get my perspective on it. But ultimately, it, it's her responsibility. She's going to make the decision, and I live with that, right? And I yes. know she's going to make the right decision. Um, and that's part of it. And if, I guess if you can't do that, then you probably shouldn't be in business together. Yeah, mm. maybe not even in a relationship together. Right? Yeah, <laughs> but, um, I, I feel that if I had to run every decision by him, it, it, it just it doesn't it wouldn't work. So. And same thing with him, like he gets heavily involved in the beginning with uh, the contracts and the legal paperwork and all of the insurance things. I want nothing to do with that. So I completely trust him on that. I want to be involved in the construction and I talk to the contractors and the architects and the designing. That's where I want to be involved in. And if there's like a hiccup here and there, we talk with each other. But generally it's just trusting that the other person is doing the right making the right decision that's great advice that's I great love it. that's I great love advice it. that's good for any business right? right i mean yeah any business whether you're a couple or her well yeah. or you have a partner in the oh, business yeah. right this has been great like you know just even like introduced to your your podcast was great i'm happy to listen to it going forward it's really just so interesting um, I'm happy to see that it's not only us sometimes that struggle through things, that there are other people as well, um, and that they can get over it also. Um, but no, I just want to, yeah, thank you so much for the opportunity to speak with you. Absolutely. Oh. No, it was, it was truly our pleasure to do yeah, so. Yeah, thank so you so much for being on the show. Thanks for listening. For more info about our guests and their business, visit 
sugaringnyc.com. For more episodes, visit brandingshorts.com forward slash podcasts. Thanks for listening.